Hey everyone, welcome to the DMBA podcast. Um, we will share business confidence for designers. If you're watching us now on YouTube, you may see that this uh, looks a bit different. So the setup is a bit different. Uh, front is in nature, I am in nature, because we are trying out a new format. It's called Designers in Nature Talking Business. <laughs> Creative. So, Yes, so it's it's our take on um, our take on having uh, difficult conversations in beautiful setup. Uh, talking about business maybe in a little bit different uh, setup, which may change also the way we talk about it. Uh, so let's see how it goes. So this is a pilot episode. Uh, what we will do is uh, today, Franz is our guest, and in future it's going to be hopefully somebody else. <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no, uh, hopefully it was not meant as like not you but just like we will get somebody to say yes to this format I get it um, <laughs> if you can hear a wind uh, in my microphone that's because I'm well in nature and just today when we decided to do this pilot it the gods decided that we will have a thunderstorm probably in a half an hour or so uh so forgive me for this but that's the beauty of this format right yep it is <laughs> um cool so the way this will work is that uh, uh we will cover one business concept that a guest has chosen uh they'll kind of share the story how they learn about this uh and the importance of this concept and that's it it's gonna be like a shorter format and uh let's get in track uh but first things cool. first where are you at? I am actually outside of my apartment complex. So I just recently moved to Salzburg, which means that I walk out of the door and I see this, which is pretty neat. Nice. So I just walk three minutes back. I hope it's not going to rain. It has started raining like half an hour ago. Now it looks good. I think we're going to get through. That's a very wonderful setup or like environment to live in. It is working from home and having this like nice setup for taking uh, taking uh, walks. I guess it's yeah. a nice balance. Sure, nature very yeah. close. And where's that uh, high hill uh, that you are climbing every afternoon? Not every afternoon, but uh, where is it? <laughs> Should be somewhere here. Okay. Can nice. you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we see it. Okay. Are you at some kind of playground or? Yeah, that's the playground of the apartment building. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, amazing. Cool. Um, then, what's the business concept you've chosen to share with us today? I have chosen the value chain, actually. Pretty basic, but it was an enlightenment for me when I really understood how I can use it. So basically how you can use it for finding problems worth solving or finding target groups to um, design for or innovate for. And yeah, the reason why I wanted to share it is because it was my first big realization after being released to the wild, if you want it like this. So after having finished university and, started, and I started working in uh, innovation management consulting um, and basically the main tool of teaching and learning at university is case studies many of yeah. you will remember right so you have case studies and practically all that you learn about is 
case studies centered around products and centered around end users. So I'm not saying only B2C, also B2B, but it was mostly about creating something awesome for users. And when I went into consulting and innovation management, I thought this is what I was going to do. Like just focus on the user, create something that's really, really awesome. Um, and I was ready to do this, right? So then something happened. Um, that was basically one of the first meetings that I had with my boss. And it was also the first meetings um, meeting with a company. Um, and the project goal was really, really ill-defined. So they didn't really know what they wanted to solve. They didn't really know, have a problem. They were more like rambling around. We need to create a new version of this product that is already mature. We need to create something that's up to date. We need to catch up to the rest of the market. Uh, but they weren't really sure what actually to, to solve. So my boss asked them, uh, who I don't know what exactly, but something around who should we focus on? Like who should we design for? What problem should we solve? Whose problem should yeah. we solve? And they looked back asking, I mean, what do you mean? The, the user is the customer, right? Um, and that was an, a moment where my boss just got started, right? So he turned around, he went to the flip chart and he started drawing a value chain. So he started drawing like the steps from raw material sourcing, semi-finished product production. So this was a hardware company, right? So producing semi-finished products, producing the product, then wholesale, then maybe some installing of stuff and then the end user. And he explained his, let's say, yeah, his point with an industry that is pretty ancient and pretty boring, actually, which is Windows. Oh, like uh, window uh, manufacturing. Window for a window for a uh, for a house. So every house okay. has windows, and okay. that was the example he came up with. So the he explained how windows have a very simple value chain, right? You have a company producing it, then you have a company selling it, then you have a company installing it into the houses of users. And back in the days, there was a huge problem because. Whenever you installed a window into a new home, this home would move after a few months. So that's not a huge move. It's not like the, the building moves. It's just like the building settles in. And these tiny movements that nobody ah. would even realize, they would make that the window wouldn't close properly anymore. And it's not like the window wouldn't close at all, but you just would feel some banging resistance on the frame some resistance whenever you would close your window after some months of having so built the house literally like house moves for a few millimeters or centimeters correct yeah interesting and it always happens and i don't know if it always happens but um i assume it always happens because the solution is in pretty much every window that i look in now <laughs> so i assume that this was now this is now dominant design so that's something that obviously the user is annoyed about, but the, he, the, but the real problem here is with the company installing the windows because a routine was that users would call them saying, hey, my window doesn't close again. Or even if this company is smart, they would already tell their users, hey, after six months, we'll come again and we'll readjust the windows so they would close again. So don't worry, that's just something that happens. So practically huge problem for every window installing company because you would have to go back and install that or readjust right. that. So in the end, um, they realized this problem and they installed a tiny lever 
in a um, in each and every window. And this tiny lever would basically lift the window in place so that it would close without resistance. And I didn't even know that this thing existed until then. And I used windows for all my life. So what I wanted to say here is that you don't need to necessarily design for an end user, but if you realize what your value chain is, and if you realize that just somebody came to the playground, so I need to move a little bit <laughs> so, so that I'm not disturbing children. So let me do that. <laughs> so so <laughs> that's design as a nature. So <laughs> yes, that's real so, life. Real yeah, business. that's real life. So um, basically, what was I about to say? Yeah, exactly. So this company solved a problem that was not for a their users, but it was actually a problem for another part, another member of the value chain, which is maybe even overlooked because the only thing these companies do is installing windows. And you think you sell your windows to end users, but you're actually not because this person has a lot of say. And if this person says, hey, actually, I would like to install this one because that's going to fit perfectly and I'm not going to have to come back and readjust it later, then that will boost your business. So understanding your value chain and understanding the actors and looking for problems within the steps of the value chain will open a huge playground for, for innovation. So I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't design for users. I'm just saying that if you understand the value chain, then you can find problems and you can find real potential for, for innovation. Yeah, then you can design for more users, so to say, or more different stakeholders. So essentially what we're saying is value chain is a um, framework that helps us understand who is involved in making a certain service or product. And in our case with Windows, there was raw materials, then there was a manufacturer, then there was an installer, then there was end users. And what we're saying is every product has a value chain. And once you know who is involved, right. maybe the biggest problem is not on the user side. It may be you know, on the supplier side or installer side or whatever. Correct. Um, and maybe they're I, even more powerful. So maybe yes. your biggest opportunity is not with the user because they just don't care. <laughs> so there are so many windows and they all look the same and they're maybe cheap or maybe they're expensive. Yeah, but if there is a point. huge problem within the value chain and you basically crack that, then you will have other people in the value chain selling and pushing your product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go. No, you go on. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to actually uh, ask you if you... Have an, uh, an example maybe for a software because a lot of um, designers are working in the digital space. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about value chain, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, you have raw materials, then you have a factory. So it makes sense yeah. for a product, but does it, make, does it also work for services? Um, I would say that the value chain itself is great for hardware companies, product companies, um, but there is a similar tool um, that you can use for software companies, which is called Ecosystem Map. So the value chain per se kind of talks of a flow from something very unfinished and raw to something finished. So it's more or less linear. Uh, digital businesses are not as linear, right? You have two-sided markets, you have different stakeholders um, that are active there. So the better tool you might want to use is the Ecosystem Map, which practically does a very similar thing it makes your 
actors and flows visible. Um, you can give them certain roles. You can see how the flows of goods and money and, and services are. And you can think about when you have, after you have actually identified the biggest actors, uh, you can go after identifying their problems, which is practically the same as what you would do for um, a value chain. But maybe a value chain would be a more, um, let's say, tool that's more focused on um, hardware products. Uh, so that's another tool, like ecosystem map, map that we can use basically for the same thing. Um, what I would add maybe is that in certain cases you can still use a value chain. For example, like if you talk about Netflix, um, what they are, they are a service providing like video services um, and their suppliers are basically companies like studios creating videos uh, or entertainment content, you know. There used to be Disney, there used to be uh, all of these companies. I mean, now all of them even have their own streaming services, so they... And Netflix creates original stuff. Exactly, yeah. But so, that's exactly what you can learn from the value chain, right? Integrating forward, integrating backwards. Exactly. So exactly. that's, again, very useful. Yeah. So we'll drop in the show notes um, the links to both of these uh, tools, value chain and uh, ecosystem map, so you can have a look at it and try to apply it to your work. Um, was there anything else you wanted to share about these two concepts? Mm, I mean, not really. Just wanted to say that these two tools were the ones that I loved using in every single product, in every yeah. single project, because they're so powerful to even understand the whole industry, right? So I could talk about, I don't know, food companies. I was lucky enough to work for one of the biggest um, food producers in the US. We worked on packaging in the frozen food section. And it turned out that the huge actor is obviously supermarkets. And Walmart has a very special way of shelving and restocking products. Mm -hmm. So if you could make it easier for them to stock your products, it, they would actually have an easier job selling it. So again, you would basically, by looking at your value chain and by thinking about, okay, who else is there? Who else has a strong position in this value chain? Um, and who, which product problems do they have? Again, there was, there's a huge opportunity. And this was actually then one of the avenues this project went. So we were actually tasked yeah. to redesign the packaging for users. But in the end, one part of the project was, what do we need to do for it to be favorable for Walmart? which is yeah. a completely different direction um, than what we were initially hired for. Exactly. Right? You can redesign, redefine the design brief by looking at the value chain and maybe also explain to people in your company or at your client that the problem is elsewhere. You know, it may be elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Really cool. I love it. Great first uh, <laughs> concept to cover in designers in nature talking business we're gonna wrap it up and we'll try to do this every time in this format with um with a section i don't have a name for it yet i'll think about it but uh basically the question i'll have for you and for other guests is what's your favorite or least favorite business buzzword you know oh, really? so every company has a buzzword or Maybe your community, your part of it has a buzzword that like means nothing. Yeah. And either you love it or hate it. I would just love to hear, uh, yeah. hear that. Uh, let me think. 
how I stay with the time uh, when I worked for uh, when I worked as a consultant. So the thing that I was always amazed and I hated it actually was <laughs> we want to build the next Amazon 4X. Uh-huh. We want to build the next, we want to be the Tesla for Y. Or we want to build the next iPhone for set. So that's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that would come up frequently. And I would just, yeah, shake my head and hope to <laughs> do some good work still. Did I tell you about um, when I was at IDEO, somebody came up with this like, you know, like when you have these, uh, uh, when you go into a mall and there is a company doing promotion and there is like a, I think it's called prize wheel. You know, they're like, a, there is a wheel and you can turn it and then wherever the thing on top stops, that's the price you're going to get. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Fortune wheel. wheel of fortune, fortune wheel. Yes. <laughs> um, so they built something like that for exactly this. You know, like <laughs> there would be different combinations of like, Amazon for this industry. Um, <laughs> it was, what else? Uber. Oh, Uber was very popular. Uber for yeah, this industry. <laughs> like, you name any big unicorn, this yeah. for that industry. Um, I think it's just an easy way maybe to explain sometimes uh, yeah. what you mean. Um, but yeah, I, I get I get what you, <laughs> why you didn't like it. Yeah. Also, if you're, wor- I mean, yeah. That's rambling, but if you're working for a company that's maybe, I don't know, it's big, it's not huge, but it's big with, I don't know, 300 million in revenue in total. And then they're talking about wanting to be the iPhone, wanting to have an iPhone for their industry. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> let's put this into perspective first. Exactly. Maybe you can hear the train. So that's that's my that's a sign. It's uh. <laughs> Train leaving, you know, train leaving for all the Ubers of the world. Um, and this also means we're leaving, right? Exactly. That's a very nice segue, Franz. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening. This is Designers in Nature Talking Business. If you like the format, please let us know. Uh, maybe just, I don't know, reply, whatever you're listening to this. Maybe send us an email at hello at d.mba. Uh, I would love to know. I think we would love to know if this is interesting format. And um, yeah, if you found this interesting, maybe you also find interesting our uh, mini MBA, which is like a short email course. So over seven days, you receive seven emails teaching you one business concept. Uh, so to sign up for this, head over to d.mba slash mini minus MBA. Thanks, Franz, for taking the time. And Thanks, everyone, for listening. In- yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.